Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you love him tonight? Do you love him tonight? Do you love him tonight? Jesus. Mm. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. How many believe that he is raising up a remnant? There's already a separation going on between sheep and goats so that we can resemble our shepherd, Jesus. Been speaking to you out of Revelation chapter 3, verse 1 through 6, talking about the church of Sardis. And I was sharing with you about tradition and religion. And, I, I, and I've told you last week that our tradition is a secret poison that doesn't work with the heart, works with the head and the rule books of man. I just want to reread the words of Christ quickly in Mark chapter 7. I won't keep you long tonight. Mark chapter 7. I believe the saints won. So how many know all things are possible? If they're still, if they're 8-0, we may have to have a, a Super Bowl party this year. I'm Brother Ray. If they go to the Super Bowl, we're having a Super Bowl party. And I'm bringing the popcorn. Yeah. Mark 7. He spoke to the church. He says in Sardis, he says, Your traditions make void my word. Out of the book of Romans, I shared that when we disobey the word of God or live our own way, it's as if we take an eraser. And we start erasing the parts we don't want to do. We become selective. You ever heard of selective hearing? We become selective hearing and selective doing. And when I read this, I would, Jesus was talking to his church. And I would hate for him to talk to me or this church this way. And it says in verse 5, the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Who do you do, Why do your disciples do not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? So many things, so many things that doesn't change lives. So much emphasis on something that cannot fill the void in people's lives. So much that cannot help someone overcome a temptation or an addiction. It makes void the power of God because it's something for others to look at and judge as holy and good, but it has no power to deliver. Tradition will never allow us to live, the song, live these songs about in the presence of God, and it will never allow us to say, I feel brand new. I feel like I can live for the very first time in my life. Tradition can't do that. Tradition feeds fighting and bickering, judging. Tradition te- teaches the way of man. And bypasses the leading of the Holy Spirit. And they go, what's wrong with your disciples? What's wrong with the traditions of my, our fathers? And I shared with you, Sardis represents those who live in the past. This is how God spoke to man in the past. This is how God moved in the past. This is how we had the last revival. This is how we had the last move of God. And there's so many groups, not, not even traditional churches, that are trying to get revival back the way it came in the 60s and the 70s. And God is the God of now. And he's got a word for now. And he answered and said to them, Jesus answered them. And he said, why do you just, uh, well did I, pro- 
Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites. Oh. Isaiah prophesied not only of me and my time of visitation. He prophesied. You want a prophetic word? He prophesied over the hypocrites that would reject the visitation of who that all the prophets spoke about. He prophesied about those who will praise me with their lips but not with their heart. He prophesied of those who would hold higher the tradition of men instead of holding higher the value of the presence of God. As it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. If you know him, how can your heart get far from him? It's easy if we're not careful. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God you hold, you hold the tradition of men. The washing of pitchers and cups and many other such things you do. The sprinkling of a child will get them to heaven. And millions are crying out. Be careful of the doctrines of men. He said unto them, all too well you reject the commandment of God and you keep your tradition. Forget the Ten Commandments. Let's wash the cups. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother. And he who curses his father and mother, let him be put to death. And you say, if a man says to his father and mother, what profit you might have received from me is, is carbon. That is the gift to God. Then you no longer let him do anything for his father or his mother. Making the word of God of no effect through your tradition. Which you have handed down. And many such things you do. I only want to be pleasing in the sight of God. It says the tradition renders the word of God to no effect. There's no hope, no anchor, no hope of healing. Besides the mercy of God, there's no hope for any future, any peace, without the power of the word of God that never passes away. Tradition is deadly and it's harder to ha- hard to identify, as I shared with you. It cannot produce, produce increased liberty, freedom, and it cannot move in people's lives to change them. And without, because of the tradition, they could not see Jesus. I want to make sure there's no area of tradition that is blinding me from seeing Jesus. Blinding me from seeing the way he has chosen for us to go. We see here that, that uh, many want to be Christ-like, but others just want to be in the motion of being a believer. Every time Jesus encountered religion, he would rebuke them and call them whitewashed tombs. You might look clean on the outside, but you're full of dead men's bones, traditions on the inside. I've come to demonstrate the Father who made you, who gave the promises, and you treat me who is the image and the glory and the likeness of God. In the beginning was the Word, and I am the Word. Come, sit down from my Father, and you reject me because I do not sound like your tradition. It's God and religion in contrast. Religion can help fill lives' voids. Something's missing, so let's get a guidebook and let's bypass Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And religion distracts us from the Holy Spirit and Jesus, so we fill our lives with things that seem to make sense, even though they're void of the power of Christ. Rules help us with guilt, and no one can keep the rules, so we change the rules because humans cannot be perfect. So let's pretend to keep the rules. I didn't get this for last week, but Proverbs 14, 12 Uh, You can look it up in the New King James Living and Message. But you know the scripture says very well. There's a way that seems right to a man. That's even a way of tradition. Spirit of religion. There's a way that seems right to the man. But at the end, 
it just won't work. Religion builds egos and prides because if you, I look down upon anyone who doesn't believe like I do. I'll fight anyone who doesn't believe like I do. But the end of that is death. Let me give you the Webster's diff, Dictionary definition of tradition. I don't believe I gave that to you last week. The Webster's Dictionary of tradition means the delivery of opinions. How I many you know the opinions of a person will never set no one free? The delivery of opinions, doctrines, practices, customs from generation to generation by oral communication. Teaching the traditions. And that what these Jews had that down packed. But they were not open and sensitive to the new that the Holy Spirit was wanting to do. Do you know the word tradition also comes from the English word uh, betrayal and surrender? It means to surrender and betray the truth. An inherited, established, or customary pattern in thought, action, or behavior through religion. Jesus called them here hypocrites. They worship in vain. They teach in vain. The doctrines of men taught as the doctrines of God. It robs God of power from being effectual and traditional. It's lip service and not heart service. And it's just like, for example, tonight. I hope none of us was singing the words, but thinking about the saints game. It gets so easy that we get comfortable coming to church. We come to church and we're already trying to decide who we want to eat with and what we want to eat and what I'm hungry for instead of saying, I am so hungry for the Spirit and the move of God. And so will we make vain and we make void the presence of God by doing lip service and doing karaoke because we can read and sing the words without even thinking about what we're doing. It's become so routine. But these words are so alive that when you sing them from the heart, every word jumps up inside of you, becomes a part of you. And when it becomes a part of you, then it ascends and it becomes a part of God. And there you're connected. When I connect with my heart to the song that connects to the heart of God, I'm connected in spirit and truth, heart to heart with God, who is able to do all things for his glory. Do you know what tradition causes the church to be? Spiritual vegetables. I have to be fed by somebody else. I have to be taken care of by somebody else because I am not going to pay the price to take care of... I cannot take care of myself, so feed me tradition. I don't know if I can spend time fasting and praying. I don't know if I can learn to seek God and get so, so hungry and so thirsty for Him that I'm willing to sacrifice everything else so that I could just get a taste and see how good that the Lord is. We become spiritual vegetables. Are we a spiritual vegetable or do we have a desire to follow after the Lord? And I just want to share the remaining moment. Psalms chapter 37. And there's something I believe that we've got to get in our heart. One of the ways we can fight tradition so that at the end, as it says in Revelation 3, we can be dressed in white and in the glory to his honor, as the word says there in Revelation 3. Because if you overcome tradition, you'll be dressed in white. How many want to be dressed in white? Amen. Well, I want you to see, we want to align our heart with the word. In Psalms chapter 37, verse 4. Psalms 37, verse 4. This is, this is the answer you're looking for. You came here tonight and you say, I need an answer. Well, here's an answer. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. Can I just give you a little uh, nugget here? 
Delight yourself in the healing of the Lord, and the healing of the Lord he shall give. Delight yourself in the presence of the Lord, and the presence of the Lord you shall receive. Delight yourself in the love of God instead of delighting in the meanness and the hatefulness of men. Delight yourself in the love of the Lord and the love of the Lord you shall receive. Delight yourself in giving the mercy of the Lord to others and the mercy of the Lord you shall receive. Learn to delight yourself in the Lord. And, and the, the delight brings a desire. And the desire ignites the fire. Oh, there's another poem. That's two weeks with a poem right there. And as that desire ignites up on the inside of you, the, the, your body, your mind will, will go towards that which is being dormant and that which you, you, you think there's no hope for at all. Do you know, the more I think about my marriage, the better my marriage gets. The more I think about... The people in this church, the better word of grace gets. But how much the more I think about God and I think about his goodness and I think about his word, the more I think about how precious he is and how real he is. When I think about what I sense from the tip of my toes all the way up and down, when I sense what's underneath my skin and inside of my heart, when I open the word of God and there just something comes alive and real, when, when I delight myself in being in his presence and, and when I delight myself in him, then, then tradition cannot replace the living life that I feel on the inside. Delight yourself in the Lord. Get rid of being a spiritual vegetable. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. It says in verse 3 and 5, trust in the Lord. If I'm going to delight in Him, i got to learn to trust Him. We become religious when we can't trust God anymore, and we have to start trusting in man. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. And verse 5 says, commit your way to him. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Do you know what delighting does? It aligns me to get the desires of my heart that he has placed within me. If I'm going to get that open heaven, I've got to be aligned in the open heaven. I've got to delight myself in God for the open heaven. I've got to delight myself for the word of revelation and the word of knowledge. I've got to delight myself into position and alignment to receive the good news of the Lord. I've got, I've got to delight myself in the position to where worship comes naturally and just starts flowing. And I feel the anointing just flowing over me and the healing power of God. Because I'm delighting myself in the Lord at this moment. And there is something that is happening. There's something. I am delighting in his word as... David said in Psalms 1-1, delight in his word day and night. It means continually, continually. I'm not of the opinion of the scoffers and the scorners. I'm not sitting in that seat with the spiritual vegetable and those of tradition and religion. I'm not sitting in the seat of those who cannot make a compliment and cannot enjoy or are or, or looking about, well, you know, I just don't think we have to do that to enter in the presence of God. Or I don't think we have to come to church that many times a week. I don't see the need of having to gather together to intercede. I don't see the need of having to anoint with oil and pray for the sick even though the Bible says to. I can pray for myself. I don't see the need of doing things the Word says. I don't see the need of of fasting. I don't see the need of tithing. I think that's a lot of things that we just need to get out of the church. But I tell you what, it's delighting yourself in what the Word says and trusting that what He said will work. Therefore, I will put faith to these works. And I'm not doing it just to do it. I am not motivated by works. I'm not motivated by fear. I'm not motivated by what people say or by what people 
people see. I am motivated that I have been delighting myself in God and there is something that is rolling up on the inside of me to where I'm having a good time and I'm having a party with the presence of God. I am delighting in my God and He is delighting in me and there's an open heaven that is starting to form and the God, angels are ascending, descending and there is something powerful that's happening on the inside because I'm getting aligned with God and I don't have to walk according to tradition and religion because I have felt the emptiness of that but I have felt the contact with the living most high king of kings and lord of lords and nothing can satisfy nothing can feel ah, what I feel in the presence of my king and so when they go that doesn't work you are a liar I'm not going to sit in the seat of the scornful. I'm not going to sit in the seat of the traditionalist. I'm not going to sit in the seat of the denominational. I'm not going to sit in the seat of the controllers. I'm going to sit before the presence of the Lord and delight in Him day and night. Then you shall be like a tree and not a weed. And you shall bear fruit in your season. And you shall see the fruitfulness of what it's like getting your nourishment from the living river of God and not trying to get it from the work of men. Delight yourself also in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Trust speaks of His word motivating our spirit and motivating our mind. What we desire, what we desire will be our motivation. And when we're stirred to be motivated of doing things from our heart, pleasing unto God, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all of your might. When we, when our motivation is to please Him, to be seen of Him holy and perfect and acceptable, to be seen wholehearted, doing anything and everything with all of our heart, our soul, and our mind without complaining, without murmuring, without griping. When we do it, our desire is for God. Then our motivation will be the Spirit and not the law. And it's the Spirit that sets free. When we're motivated, we will be consistent in our behavior that is behavior that is born out of the strong, your behavior is born out of the strongest desire you hold in your heart. The strongest desire will equal your behavior. You will behave according to your strongest desire. If your desire is to eat, you're going to behave like a pig. If your, strong, <laughs> if your strongest desire is to sleep, then you'll never go anywhere in life. And the world and years will pass you by. If your strongest desire is to find something wrong with people and, and have a heyday criticizing and bringing them down, then you will behave in such a way. But if your desire is to see the glory of God, 
Your desire is to, is to see the healing presence of God. Is your desire to see the worship of God in spirit and in truth. If your desire is that God be glorified and not man and man not be exalted. And pastor, I come to this church. I don't have to have my way. I don't have to push my way in. I want to be in agreement to see the Holy Spirit have his way. Then, then we belong together. But when tradition wants to start raising in his head, it's a snake. And you cut its head off. You silence it. Because our desire is after God. He is our motivation. The desire will change our motivation. The desire will change our ways. And guess what he says? That I'll bring it to pass. When your desire lines up with me, I'll bring it to pass. And how many of you desire that in your life? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's stand. Let's stand. Don't forget that back there, Sister Terry and them have denominations comparison. These are our brothers and sisters. This is not put down or judge. This is just for you to know what denominations believe, not to judge them, not, not to criticize them, just to know what they believe, and then Christianity, cults, and religions. Uh, just, just to see, uh, just to be careful, and, and just to, Lord, speak to me that they be any way... Not to, not to raise you to fight religion. We're not here to fight denominations and doctrine with other churches. They're our brothers and sisters. They're bought in the blood of Jesus. We're going to live together forever. And Jesus will set us all right. He will set us all right where we're wrong. <laughs> when we become perfect as he is perfect. Because none of us are perfect and none of us have all the truth. I'd love to see us all get together and get the truth from each other. as has been revealed in the heart. But anyway, those things are back there for you to get uh, if you're interested in studying anymore. But let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight. And we do appreciate and we do thank you for your presence here. We thank you for what you have done tonight in our hearts and our lives. We thank you that our desire and our motivation is being stirred. And that we catch fire to searching after you and desiring you with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength, all of our power. That we surrender our agenda and we surrender our timetable. That we surrender everything that controls us so that we can be free to worship and serve you in spirit and in truth. I pray for our spirit of freedom in this house and in every house in this area. That your children come in here to honor their father. And to seek and receive from the manifestation, the visitation that we can have every time with you, Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the salvations and the ministry you did this morning that so many received healing. Now we ask you a new Holy Spirit that knows how to multiply every time. We ask you to heal the hurts and the pains and we ask you to motivate your people and those who are struggling in areas of tradition. Those of us who may be struggling in respect to our ancestors as they spoke here about the tradition of the elders or those past. Help us not to be a people looking backwards, but a people who are looking forwards to the coming of you, Lord. Thank you that we are searching and we're seeking, motivated, that we're going to see revival in our day and we are going to be a part of it. Hallelujah. Stir us up and Lord, may we be stirred 
to seek you of every area. That, Lord, we may walk in the freedom from which you have set us free. Not to return back to any type of captivity or life that is void. We give you the glory and honor in Jesus' name. And with your eyes closed, let me just ask you quickly. If you're here tonight, I had someone tell me before church that got saved here just a while back. They told me, it is so awesome to go to bed or to leave here and to live every day knowing that if I die now, I'll go to heaven where I did not know that just a little while ago. If you're here tonight and you cannot say that you would go to heaven if something would happen to you tonight, before you leave here, you can get born again, assured of eternity and glory, have your sins forgiven and your name in the Lamb's book of life. If you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus or you've wandered away from him and you'd like to receive him, would you please raise your hand right there where you are, right there where you are and say, I want to receive Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Anyone else, anyone else here tonight, you may be here, wherever you may be, or maybe you have received him, but you've wandered away and you know your life is not right with him. Anyone at all, you know your life is not right with him. Would you raise your hand, anyone at all, and get it right tonight? You two gentlemen that raised your hands, would you come and let us pray? Brother Benny, would you help me? Christians, pray. If you're still here and you know your life is not right and you'd like to come, would you come tonight? God bless you, my little brother. Hallelujah. Bless you, brother. I understand you used to go to our church when we were by the post office about six years ago. You're coming back to Jesus tonight. You need to. He needs you. He loves you. Isn't it great to serve a God who just takes us and love us unconditionally? He is, he is so happy tonight and proud of you as a son coming back to him again. He's ran to kiss you up here. As you were walking, he was running to meet you right here to have this encounter with you, to help you and change you and strengthen you and bless you. You need it. We all need it. And he's available to us. God bless you and bless you for coming back up. There's such a hunger in you. So glad God brought, brought you to this church. You're a blessing, my little brother. Just, just stay right here, brother. We're going to pray. Would you just put your hand up on your heart because that's where we're going to invite the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Just pray this prayer as the word says. We believe with our heart and confess with our mouth we shall be saved. Let's pray this prayer. Dear God, I come to you just as I am. And Jesus, I invite you into my heart as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, I believe and I receive the punishment that you received for me. I receive the payment of your forgiveness. And your cleansing power over my life. You were my substitute. You took my place for all my sin, for all my wrongs. And I thank you tonight. By you living in me, I am born again. I'm a new person. I am saved. And my name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you, Father. For saving me and giving me Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
Hallelujah. The Lord bless you, my brother. My brother here is going to get some information from you. Hallelujah. Bless you, my brother. Well, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord another praise. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Glory, glory to God. Listen, we love you. We bless you. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. If you need prayer, we'll be here to pray for you, minister to you. If not, don't forget we have services. Wednesday, uh, Tuesday night intercession. Romans, don't, I mean, uh, Wednesday night we have uh, Major uh, Brian who's going to be with us. And so I want to invite you to come. Listen, if you are a veteran and you were not here this morning and did not receive your gift, Please come now. We have a gift we'd like to give you tonight. Also, uh, Wednesday night, we'll be honoring our veterans with Major Brian being here. And uh, Tuesday night's intercession. Next Sunday, bring a friend. We're going to have a great time. I'm even trying to talk my wife into help me with a little part of it. And we'll have a real good time. Love you and God bless you. Amen. You're dismissed.